Are, are you engaged? Part of the whole raison d'etre of this program is engagement. It's great conversation with some really compelling guests. I love doing that too. I have the privilege over the last eh, several years of talking to some of the best and the brightest and telling some stories. And Statistics Canada, every once in a while, comes out with some really interesting research. And today, it's about political engagement of youth in Canada. And sometimes we'll play the generation card. Well, you know, the young people today just aren't as engaged. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. But not necessarily in the political process. There's passion for causes. There's passion to belong. So Stats Canada looked at those between the ages of 15 and 30. And yeah, they're less likely to be interested in politics than older adults. That's not a surprise. But they are engaged in a whole sorts of organizations. People are engaged. People like Michael Redhead Champagne, who is an indigenous activist based where I'm broadcasting from here in Winnipeg. Sports, cultural uh, or educational or hobby. And the third one is a school, a neighborhood or community. Just those top three alone um, give us a lot of information of what folks are doing successfully to engage that specific age group. And so what are they doing on sports teams that successfully engage young people? I can tell you right now, it's building a sense of camaraderie, building a sense, uh, building people's skills, right? It's translating uh, knowledge. It's uh, providing opportunities that are meaningful. You know, these are the things that are happening in cultural and sports and school and neighborhood groups. And so if those folks have somehow figured it out, I think the problem is uh, leaders in politics aren't um, representative of that exact age group. And the other thing is that they're not paying attention to the groups that are successfully engaging young people. So I am grateful that Statistics Canada highlighted where young people are participating. The political party or group is at the bottom of that, that list. Absolute bottom <laughs> of the list. <laughs> You know what I mean? As a young person, seeing sports and recreational groups that give back to young people by developing their skill set physically, developing their leadership skills, developing strategy, etc. Those are all things that are of benefit to these young people. And I think political uh, groups don't do that great of a job explaining what is the mutual benefit of their participation. Michael Redhead Champagne. Isha Chattery is with us from Hill Noton Strategies. It's great to speak with you. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, th this is uh, one of those reports where uh, our crack researcher said, you need to talk to Isha here because she's done and built upon this uh, for Hill and Knowlton strategies. And at the top of your list is, well, it's about authenticity. And so often when we talk about politics, we're not talking about authenticity. So that's key. That's at the top of your list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And the reason I wanted to talk about that is because I think politicians need to break through the noise and, and speak about issues that they care about, you know, be themselves, know their values and be really unapologetic about it. 
because I think young people these days can tell when someone really cares about an issue. And I think they're more likely to feel invested, engaged and connected when they can see that passion coming from a politician. Do we have enough passion out there right now? I think we do. I think we do. I think there are so many political candidates and uh, people in the political scene that, that do care. But I think that they're on the flip side, there are young people that feel very disenchanted by the political system as well. Um, I think that there's so many people who are, are struggling and want their voices to feel heard and are looking for ways to um, voice those opinions as well. And, and they're looking for new change makers as well to engage in the political system to be advocates for them. And in that way, sometimes, many times, there is that disconnect. Uh, what I read mm-hmm. in the research by Statistics Canada and in kind of talking with my, my own children who are of a range of that age mm-hmm. is... Uh, Passion goes with a particular policy, passion okay. over climate change, passion over abortion rights. And they look at the political parties and say, well, you know, they're all necessarily about compromise or not necessarily representing what I want to see. And I and, and they point to my generation, our generation and said, you've screwed things up. We want to see a, a whole lot faster change. We want to see policies and procedures that benefit us, not you older folks that still vote and still have a lot of political capital in the system. Is there something there that politicians need to build upon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it always comes down to talking about creating a future that young people want to live in. You know, right now, things like cost of living because of inflation, um, you know, housing, um, unemployment after school, climate change. Like these are things that young people genuinely really do care about. For example, when I go out with my friends, we're all in our early 20s and we compare our grocery bills because they're so high. And these are just kitchen table issues that people care about in their day-to-day lives. And I think politicians need to be talking about concrete solutions Um, to these problems that young people care about uh, in order for people to feel engaged and to feel like the needle is moving forward, um, you know, towards progress. Is there anybody out there that kind of fits the bill when it comes to that? Because I think, you know, on the one hand, I understand what you're saying completely and totally, but, you know, the... The why, you know, the the years of, of building capital... Um, you 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 suddenly start to understand that it's not that easy. But I I do know what you're talking about the need for solutions, and I think it gets back to authenticity. If you tell people the truth, and if you tell them in an authentic way, mm-hmm. suddenly people can connect, and there's just that lack of connection at times. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing I will say, too, is, um, you know, every every political party will have, you know, um, voters and, and people that are interested in engaging. I remember when I was in school, you know, there were folks in every political faction as part of the, the campus clubs and, and things like that as well. Um, I think it also really just comes down to um, meeting people where they are, 
right? Reaching people uh, where they're getting information. And nowadays it's on social media. Um, You know, whether you like it or not, if you open up Twitter, you open up TikTok, Instagram, you will see um, messages about um, current events and politics. And um, the people that are able to harness social media and meet young people where they're at, they're first movers on, on TikTok, they're first movers when it comes to creating engaging content will be the people that engage with young people the best. Um, and, and we see that across the political system, not only in Canada, but in the United States and across the world as well. Now, does that necessarily manifest into um, people being engaged in, the, in, in politics per se? Because I often find that this is issue-oriented. If there is something somebody is so passionate about, then they'll make it their business. And sometimes that doesn't fit the, the political brands. It doesn't necessarily... Uh, fit a conservative or a new Democrat or a liberal or a green brand per se. And I'm just wondering if those brands have to tune into a lot more of their policies in that TikTok world, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it all comes down to the way that, that we communicate to people again, uh, reaching, reaching them where it matters and, and finding a way to we, you know, tie in what your party's talking about um, back to the day-to-day lives of young people. I think that's really um, what connects and what gets people mobilized. And I think at the end of the day, too, um, you know, there'll be no party that will truly match, you know, 100% of your political convictions. But at the end of the day, I think it comes down to this sense of responsibility and, and care for your community to go out there, you know, vote, volunteer, and um, make that contribution to your community and, and, and hope to see um, some change happening on the issues that you really care about and engaging with those change makers to see it happen in the real world. How important is it to acknowledge and embrace diversity and inclusivity from coast to coast to coast? I think it's absolutely important for every single uh, political party to uh, look out for the interests of Canadians, um, you know, from every walk of life um, and, and, and make it make it a big tent approach. Right. Because I think people want to see themselves reflected in the political process and in the system. Um, you know, growing up for me, I was someone that followed politics uh, from the time I was a very little child. And I remember I didn't see a lot of women um, that were in positions of leadership and, and, and were elected into positions of power. And nowadays, I see a lot of women that are in positions of power and they are in leadership and they also look like me as a woman of color. And that's really important. And it's something that uh, it not only makes decision making more rich because you have more uh, diversity in the opinions that are being spoken um, at these decision making tables, but it also encourages young people to think about um, you know, what does my future look like? And, and could that be me in the future? Could I also be a decision maker? Could I also be someone who's a change maker in my community? I'm Richard in for Ben. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. Please stay with us. Richard Cloutier in for Ben. And engagement is the key. Uh, Stats Canada out today with an engagement survey. A lot of the data, though, was collected pre-COVID. It would hold up, but COVID changed a lot of engagement as far as belonging and groups because we were so far apart. But now, uh, 
um, in the summer of 2022, people seem to be getting together again, maybe to our pearl, given the fact that we're into wave seven. Isha Chowdhury is with us. She is with Hill and Knowlton Strategies. And she looked at strategies for the politicians to get youth voters engaged. And, you know, it's about reaching the right people. It's about supporting diversity, inclusivity, uh, talking about creating a future that young voters want to grow up in and being authentic. But it's also making voices feel heard. And I think for a generation, um, not to say that they're shouting, but boy, Isha, they want to be heard. Are we listening? I think that young people are expressing their opinions through so many different channels that I think the message gets mixed up. I think there's times where um, oftentimes there is the accusation that, um, you know, older establishment parties are not listening to them and that there is a new way um, to be working together um, to be creating the future. And I think that with the amount of discontent in the political system from young people, um, it also presents an opportunity for change and, and further engagement. What would you do? What's your advice? I think it starts from listening. I think it really starts with listening and connecting with people and hearing their stories. What, what makes them feel afraid? What makes them feel hopeful? What type of world do we want to be growing up in and, and what are those pressing issues? And I think a lot of that discourse does happen on social media. Um, a lot of it happens um, through social, social movements and the things that people are engaging nowadays as well. Um, I think that politicians should be connecting with people one-on-one on social media, hearing what they have to say. Um, I think, the, you know, we should be creating content um, to, to educate people further and, and to show people that I think at the end of the day, the, being engaged in the political process is about community building. It's about making our community stronger and making us feel more connected with each other and building a future that we're pro- that's prosperous and a country that we're really proud of. And I wonder if we're doing that because right now in federal politics, I see a lot of the parties speaking to, you know, I'll use the word their tribes because they're core, their base. And I don't see people trying to bridge those gaps. And that's part of what we're seeing in this country right now is instead of diversity, we're seeing division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think it does come through just genuinely talking to people and, and, and just genuinely um, finding new ways to connect. I think, you know, the stats can report showed that um, young people are expressing political opinions and are expressing their concerns, but just again, through different channels, they're, they're signing petitions, they're boycotting products. They're, they're posting videos about the things that they care about on social media. And I think it's really mm-hmm. being tapped in and listening. And I I think a lot of people, you know, they want to feel connected. I don't think anyone wants to feel divided from the political system. We want to feel like the political system is working for people and that um, at the end of the day, there's hope when we go to the ballot box and that we are creating something 
um, you know, a, a future that we want to uh, grow up in. I, I will be interested in the studies um, that look at the results of that engagement that mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you that we have to do a whole lot more listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm trying to commit myself to doing a whole lot more listening because it's easy to talk, mm-hmm. um, but a lot harder to be heard. Isha, great to talk to you. Thank you so very much for taking the time to join us. Thank you so much for having me.